When you get into God's glory, your calling, your purpose, your mission is outlined. It's, it's laid out for you. Amen. This is your moment. This is your moment. This is your moment. Experience God's love and God's peace with us. See what God is doing for your neighbors at Crosspoint. Be blessed with today's broadcast. It's been, uh, in about two months, it'll be 13 years since I've done this on a Sunday morning. And, um, it's, uh, it's humbling. And I'm, I'm really excited to do it right after, because I, I got to go with the kids to ramp and everything and experience that, and my goodness. I'm telling you what, there's a whole atmosphere down there. And, uh, experience all that at Williams Creek, the baptisms and stuff, and, uh, it was just, a, it was a all-out blessing got back on Sunday and this past Monday night we had our Monday night recovery life recovery meeting and Lord we had a couple people get saved we had about four or five rededicate their lives one get baptized we've got another one getting baptized tomorrow night and man I tell you it's just something's happening amen something is happening and uh this morning I want to do something and actually talk about something and show a difference between two things. We'll talk about the difference in the presence of God and the glory of God. Okay? Uh, and the passage of Scripture I chose to read is actually in Exodus chapter 3. And I promise you that I, Mike asked me to be up here not in children's church. I know we're talking about the burning bush and everything. But listen, that's what we're going to do. It's what God said. Amen? <laughs> so... We'll start reading in verse 1. Now Moses was pastoring a flock of the Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet the bush was not consumed. So Moses said, I must turn aside now and see this marvelous sight, while the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to look, God called, God called him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not come near here. Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place you are, which you are standing is holy ground. He said also, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Then Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have given heed to their cry because of their taskmaster, taskmasters. For I am aware of their sufferings. So I have come down to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that to a land, a good and spacious land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to a place of the Canaanite and the Hittite and the Amorite and the Perizzite and the Hevite and the Jebusite. Now behold, the cry of the sons of Israel has come to me. Furthermore, I have seen the oppression which, with which the Egyptians are oppressing them. Therefore, come now, and I will send you to Pharaoh, so that you may bring my people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the sons of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be... do skip two pages. Certainly I will be with you, and this shall be a sign to you that is... It is I who have sent you when you have brought the people out of Egypt, and you shall worship God at this mountain. Then Moses said to God, Behold, I am going to the sons of Israel, and I will say to them, 
the God of your fathers has sent me to you. Now they may say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, God, Lord, we just thank you for this day, Father. God, I pray right now, Father, you just use me as a vessel, Father. Just speak through me that which you wish to be spoken, God. Hide me in a cleft of the rock and let your glory pass by. We're talking about your presence and your glory this morning. And God, we were asking for your glory to show up in this place, Father. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for giving this word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. I taught him a message this morning, Campfire Christians. Okay? Uh, it's kind of interesting, you know, when Moses saw the, the burning bush, you know, and God called to him from Eric, uh, Jason, he said, take off your sandals. All right, for the place you're standing is holy ground. And uh, I'm going to step on some toes this morning. I promise you, because I stepped on mine. We either, we either going to be walking through some fiery coals or we're getting toes stepped on. So, hey, that's, that's what God said, take your shoes off because it's happening. God likes stepping on toes, I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> But the whole thing about the, 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 the title that I come up with this for was because, you know, if you've ever been to bonfires or campouts and stuff, it's all fun and games, you know. We all we get together, roast marshmallows, sing kumbaya, and everything's good, and we enjoy our time, we, we feel the fire, and then we go back about our own day, that time's over. Man, I'm telling you, it's almost just like what we do in church. It's almost the same thing. We feel His presence. We, you know, we see things happening, but we're feeling it from a distance. See, His presence is from a distance. God is omnipresent. He's everywhere all at the same time. It's not a hard thing to feel His presence, but His glory. Now, that's a different matter. And that's where spiritual maturity for myself has come in, because I'm just going to be honest with you. I was all about getting in His presence. Man, I wanted to see something happen. I want to see God move. I want to see somebody healed. I want to see somebody set free. And just in His presence, man, you, you see other people getting it because they're in, their, they're in His glory. You know, and I chose this passage of Scripture because it really highlighted something. If you, if you read that, you know, Moses had just come out from killing somebody in Egypt. He, he just murdered somebody, okay? And uh, he, he took off because Pharaoh was going to murder him. And, you know, he's, he, he ended up, he met up with... At a, at a well. I'll get back to a well here in just a minute. But it was seven women. It was watering, uh, getting water for their troughs to, to water the flock. And uh, who ended up being Jephro's daughters. And, of course, he married one and everything. But, you know, th this whole thing happened as he was pasturing the flock of his father-in-law. You know, so here we got somebody who just murdered somebody for beating one of his kin. You know, and he murdered him and hit him in the sand. And you're just sitting there thinking, like, God had a purpose for him. God showed up. God's glory showed up to Moses. And that's the first thing I want to bring out. When you get into God's glory, your calling, your purpose, your mission is outlined. It's, it's laid out for you. Amen? <clears throat> and that was, a, that was a big thing for me when I realized this because I'm like, you know, I knew God had a calling on my life to preach. I knew it a long time ago. We, Billy and Linda, we was in that church, and I remember it was Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames, you know, and I, I got on, I went and laid me a rug down in my bedroom, I was 16 years old, and I got down on my hands and knees, and I was praying, and the only thing I heard was preach a word, and I said, oh, no, no, I do not like getting up in front of people talking. I'm just going to be honest, I don't like talking at all, you know. I sit around quiet most of the time. Anybody knows me knows that's, uh, that's just me. I go to work, I'm off to myself. Stay over there. You know, I, I'm good. I, I'm just I'm kind of a loner, always have been. But man, when you get me into the Word of God, and, and God prepares those He calls, it something changes in me. 
oh my goodness. And then, and then I start getting in all this stuff about His presence and the glory and being campfire Christians. And I'm, I'm realizing, listen, this is where we're making a mistake. We come to seek His presence, but we don't come to seek His glory. We pray for revival. His presence is not going to bring revival, but His glory will. Amen. I'm, I'm hoping I can show you that in just a minute. Oof. You know, I was going to actually build a fire up here, but, uh, you know, we'll talk about that fire in just a little bit more. Here's, here's the thing. God showed up to Moses in, in a form of a burning bush, a fire, okay? Later on, he led the Egyptians out, a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night so that they could see. All right? Then you got, uh, the Bible talks about, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 29, he's an all-consuming fire in a... With Elijah, you know, the prophets of Baal, they're praying for God to, or their gods to send down fire from heaven, and nothing happens. And Elijah goes and prays. He builds an altar with rock and stone, puts wood on it, dumps water on it three times, digs a ditch around it with water all the way around it, calls on God to send fire down from heaven. He called on him to send his glory down. And it consumed all the wood, the rocks, sucked up all the water from the ditch, every single bit of it. That's the glory of God. Amen. And it just it goes on and on and on. In the, in the Old Testament, you know, God's glory had to be veiled. He, and Moses asked to see his glory, and God hit him in the cleft of the rock. And as he passed by, put his hand over him and allowed him to see it from behind, the glory of God. <laughs> Man. <sighs> the glory of God is veiled all through the Old Testament. The glory of God came in the flesh in Jesus Christ, and it was veiled within his body. And Jesus said himself that these things will you do in greater... And, and then I start getting that picture, and I'm just like, oh, he come to baptize with the Spirit and fire. Amen? So I'm sitting there thinking, okay. And our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. God's glory. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, boy. I, I'm, I'm telling you. I, okay, listen. <laughs> All right. God's glory is veiled from the beginning of time even till right now. But it talks about in the last days there's going to be a pouring out of His Spirit, okay? Look, I'm not talking about we go to church just as a hobby. All right, look, there's that little fire right there. You know, here it is, Friday. Well, I'm getting closer to Sunday. I walk into Saturday. You know, it's all good. And I get to church on Sunday and, like, woo, kumbaya, my Lord, kumbaya. Playing the guitar, roasting a marshmallow, good time. Somebody got saved, praise the Lord. Back to work tomorrow. Oh, man, you know what? I don't really feel like working today. Oh, oh God down there, he's just bugging a far out of me every day. I can't get nothing done. And man, I just, ugh. Tuesday comes around, oh, man. You know what? That preacher said something Sunday morning really made me mad. Got on my everlasting nerve. Wednesday, well, we can come into you service. Thursday, we got prayer service. Listen, that's the thing, Okay. We, we do that week in and week out. And I'm not saying it. I'm not trying to be mean or anything like that. What I'm trying to do is condition you because if we want revival to happen, then each and every one of us has to be in the glory of God. Amen? God is an all-consuming fire. 
Even John said, I baptize in water unto repentance, but there's one coming after me whose sandals I'm not worthy to bear, and he comes to baptize you with the Spirit and fire. That's what I just said while I go. And in Hebrews 12, 29, an all-consuming fire. What's really interesting about that is when I started studying this and reading about it, it brought me back to what Miss Amy said up here opening up just a few weeks ago. It's the same scripture that God was talking about here, that there's a shaking coming here. Amen. And I was like, oh my gosh. God connects everything. Don't you just love? I love His Word. I love when He reveals those things. I love when He talks about it. But see, here's the thing. We're afraid to get in His glory. Revival is the easiest thing ever, but also the hardest. Amen? Because you know what we do? And I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, I talk about his, his, his glory being veiled. Well, you know, I go to church and we got this big fire going right here. I, I get them chill bumps and I go back home. I feel good and I'll do it again next week. Just back and forth, just doing that. Just, just getting in the presence. Man, we can see the fire burning from a distance away. We can see His presence. <laughs> We're supposed to get in the fire. In order to be on fire for God, you've got to be in the fire of God. And what happens? Man, we can sit here and talk about this all day long. Because I'm, going, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I'm sitting down, I'm writing all these notes down, all these different scriptures and all this stuff. And I'm just sitting, next thing I know, I've got so much down there. I'm like, oh my goodness. This is like a month worth of sermons. You know? I'm like, golly. And, and I, I'm realizing all this. And it's just like, it's like, here's what you do, Michael. It's exactly what you do. It's what you've been doing your whole life. You come to church, you feel good, everything's great. And you're like, you know what? i got this thing in my life. I'm just going to give it to God and throw it in the fire. I quit smoking, not this last Thursday, the Thursday before. I was smoking two packs a day. I went up, and I, I tossed it in that fire. <laughs> I missed it. I totally missed it. God showed it to me. <laughs> you want to know something about a fire? It don't pick and choose what it burns. And God's an all-consuming fire. Some of you in here, I know, we've had houses burned down. The, the fire didn't say, well, look, I like this couch. I'm not going to burn it, but I'm going to burn that recliner. It don't work that way. Fire, once it starts, it just goes. And it's really interesting because Jesus even said that he came to cast fire on the earth, and he wished it was already kindled. He wished it was already aflame. That word, aflame, and kindled is the same word, and it's only used in three places in the New Testament. Two of them is found in James chapter 3, verse 5, where it talks about the tongue. You know, the tongue's such a small organ, but, you know, it speaks of all sorts of boastful things. And then a small fire can set a whole forest to flame. It's the same word. That's what Jesus was talking about. He was talking about, he wished it was all a flame right now. He, starting small and getting big. Man, and that's where it starts. It starts with one person, and it spreads. Because here's the thing what God showed me. Yeah, I threw him cigarettes in a fire. I've thrown a few things in the fire. I come in church, man, God, look what God did for me. He delivered me from cigarettes. He delivered me from drugs. He delivered me from alcohol. But you know what? I'm still doing things I ain't supposed to be doing. What? How does, how does revival come in that scenario? It doesn't. I'm just going to be honest with you. And I'm not trying to be mean. I told you I was going to step on some toes. I'm, I, listen, I'm not going to step on any toes unless I'm, it's on mine first. Because that's the way God does. God showed me something, and it really got on me, okay? Because when I say we're supposed to be in the fire, 
We don't get to pick and choose what we give to God because God wants to take whatever it is that's not there. That's the thing about His glory. His glory is His holiness and nothing unholy can stand in His holiness. Amen. God, and that's where revival starts. You know, and I'm telling you, on this, this Monday night stuff, it's totally different. I've never, never experienced anything like this. And, you know, we're running anywhere from 45 to 55 people consecutively for the past few weeks. And like I said, people's getting saved. People's rededicating their lives. People's getting baptized. And they're, it's, it, they're talking about it. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness, man. You know, and I'm like, thank you, God. And then I start realizing, you know, it's a whole bunch of broken people all looking for the same thing. They're, they're in unity with one another. What happens if, if the whole church gets in unity with getting into the glory of God? Oh, amen. I'm, I'm going to share something with you. There was a young man sitting right over there, and I asked him if I could do this. He's experienced the glory of God, okay? Because one day he's given his life to Jesus. And turn around, just like he is, and you look back, and he's in Williams Creek getting baptized in a short amount of time. And then you turn back around, and you look back, he's up there getting filled with the Holy Spirit. All with just a matter of short amount of time. That's the glory of God. Because see, when it talks about being saved, that word in the Greek, uh, sozo, it doesn't only mean you just you, you got the draw from the community chest and got the get-out-of-jail-free card. It's not a game of Monopoly, okay? It means you've been saved from hellfire and brimstone, yes. But you've also been healed. You've also been set free. You've also been delivered. And that's the glory of God. Amen? Man, that's what I want. Anything in me that's not supposed to be there, get it out. Michelle shared something on Facebook just a few days ago, and it was really interesting because it was talking about the book of Malachi. And, and reading in there where it said he's a refiner of silver, and it talked about these ladies. They went and actually watched silver be refined and talked to this old man. He would hold the silver in the fire and everything, and he said, if you hold it too long, it messes up, and if you take it out too soon, it's still got impurities in it. All the impurities got to be burned out. And that's what I'm talking about this morning. And these ladies asked this guy, and said, now what is it? How do you know? How do you know that it's ready to be pulled out? And the guy said, that's easy. When I see my reflection in it, and I'm like, huh, all right, I see you. I see you. And then I'm reading this scripture in Exodus chapter 3, and I'm just going to share this with you because it's, it's kind of it's neat. When, when God spoke to Moses through the bush, and he's like, listen, I'm going to send you to my people in Egypt. What did Moses say? Who am I? And if you've ever seen your reflection in the mirror, you know it's reversed. Okay? Moses goes, well, what do I tell them whenever I go to them? I'm going, but what do I tell them? Who sent me? What, what did God say? I am who? Oh, my goodness. It's the exact same thing Moses said in reverse. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my goodness. And that, that's what I love so much about this. Man, because God can show you things. And it talks about it in the last days. He's going to pour out things and He's going to pour out knowledge and wisdom that's never before been seen. But see, here's the, here's the key to all this. 
When Jesus came around, people were saved. People were healed. People were set free. I mean, He just showed up and things started happening. He was the embodiment of the glory of God. And He called disciples unto Him. And was teaching them the first century church. Guess what? We wouldn't even have 13 epistles of the Bible if the church wasn't having problems in the first century. And they were with the embodiment of the glory of God. Things were happening then. It just kind of blows our mind. You know, and it's just like, okay. They understood the concept of the glory of God. But they, was still, they still had issues. There were still problems. Things still happened. Paul wrote to the churches. Paul wrote to Timothy. Listen, he even told Timothy to fan, fan that flame. <laughs> he did. He's like, hey, your fire's burning out. You need to fan that flame. And sometimes that's what we got to do. We fan it with His Word for one. Amen. We fan it with prayer. We fan it with praise and worship. <laughs> now I start getting into, I'm looking at all these different people that Jesus came in contact with and how they experienced the glory of God and it was forever changing. Just like C.J. Albert, forever changed. And I wish she was here. I was going to ask her if I could do this. But this past Monday night, uh, one of her friends from drug court that comes to our meeting, she was going to be here today. She wanted to make this her home church. And I know she wouldn't care about this at all, but she brought her grandson. This little boy's like about seven years old. Okay? Tiny little tot. And he's out there, and he just, I mean, just eyes. I'm, you know, and I'm like, it's a life recovery meeting. You know what I mean? I'm saying, it's, it's for broken people and addicts and stuff. And, you know, and at the end, I'm like, you know, if you've never been saved before, that hand went straight up, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Seven years old, you know, and it was a blessing. I experienced the glory of God through that. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when he threw his hand up, that's not all he did. We had an altar call. This little boy said, Robert. Tears running down his face. Bawling. And then when I went up to him afterwards and I seen him tears running, I was like, oh my goodness. You know, I go up to, I'm like, I'm going to fist bump him. Y'all know it's my fist bump a lot of people around here. Kids, I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, I'm like, I'm proud of you, fist bump. He's like, oh no. And that arm went around my neck and he pulled me in. I said, oh my God. <laughs> and she said, his mom and daddy's still out there in a the mess and he's up here praying for him." I experienced the glory of God in that very moment. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I had a son that was coming to church when I was out in a mess, when I was shooting chemicals in my veins, trying to kill pain that I just couldn't, couldn't deal with. He was in church praying for his daddy. He wanted his daddy back. But you know what the glory of God did? A boy that never really had a mom. <laughs> he didn't only bring his daddy back, he brought him a mama too. That's the glory of God. Man. And I start experiencing this, man. I'm telling you. And God's just like, look, it, this can happen all over the place. Man, because there's, there's a thing. And, you know, I, I often joke about it. You know, here we are doing a recovery meeting, life recovery, addiction recovery, whatever you want to call it, and we're right next to a liquor store. I mean, how awesome is that? It's, that's right. It's all about the location. 
The wagon's sitting right out front. If you fall off the wagon, you know where to go. You know? <laughs> but here's what God's showing me, okay? The stuff with his meat and spreading. And if you've not ever been, I, I encourage you to come out one night j just to check it out, for real. Just seeing the people, I mean, it, it is something. Uh, <laughs> somebody's going to pull in over there and go in to buy some alcohol, okay? And they're going to look over and they're going to see the sign out in front of church that says Cross Point Church. And like, that's where they have that meeting. And it's going to be a Monday night at about 6.30, 6.20, 6.30, around in there. And there's going to be a bunch of cars out there, and they're going to say, you know what? I'll wait on it. I'm going to go see what's going on over there. Oh, I've got to see this. All right? So they come over here, and they walk through, and <laughs> they experience the glory of God, and they leave. And they show back up to the party, whatever they're doing, bonfire or whatever. They show back up, well, where's the beer? I forgot. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you about this. <laughs> and that's what God's showing me. It's not just about the Monday night meeting. It's about Sunday morning too. It's about all. It's about this church as a whole because we have a heart that's hungry for this. Okay? So <laughs> what I'm saying, do you know that's in the Bible? I'm going to be honest with you. It talks about that liquor store, this church, in the Bible. It really does. There was a woman who went to a well to draw some water. She went in the heat of the day, and Jesus was there. If you read that, it talks about he had to go through Samaria. Back then, they went around. It took three days to go around. Okay? But he had to go to Samaria. She's in the heat of the day going to draw water to avoid everybody else. And she met Jesus there. And it's a story of love. It's wonderful. But you know what? It's also a story of the glory of God. Because what happened? What did she come to the well for? Water. Why did she come in the heat of the day? To avoid everybody. <laughs> what did she do after she met Jesus? She left her water. And went to tell everybody. <laughs> That's what happens with the glory of God. Amen. And I'm just like, God is really just showing me this stuff. And it's like, we know revival's coming. We feel it. Man, but listen, there's something I've got to do. It's not just getting up here doing this. It's not just doing it on Monday night. There's something I have to do at a personal level. It's a work that I've got to do within myself. I've got to allow God to burn out all these impurities. Okay, I've got to get into His glory and allow His holy fire. It's not about hellfire and brimstone. I've got to get into the fire to be on fire, like I said earlier. Man, and that's the whole thing. When you get a whole church on fire for God, it will spread like wildfire. That's the presence of God. That's the glory of God. We want to see people saved. Man, listen, I don't... Muhlenberg County is no longer going to be known as Mithenburg County. We're going to call it Gloryburg County. Amen. Whew. Man, that's, just, that's it. But seeing that's what God showed me with this, all about the, with the woman at the well and everything like that. Listen. 
It talks about Samaria. And I heard this. And it's like, because God's got some area of your life that He needs to go through. That He needs to pluck some things out. You know, and I'm like, wow. You know, I mean, I love getting on fire for God. But I just don't, I don't want it just to happen on a Sunday morning. Or a Monday night, or a Wednesday night, or Thursday prayer. I want it to be all the time. Because see, that was the secret that they had back then. When the disciples and the apostles and all of them, they walked in the glory of God. And they talked about these things were you doing greater. They walked by and people were healed. What in God's name just happened? Listen, when you are on fire for God and you are in the glory of God, you go to work on that Monday and you realize, well, this happened last week and I was mad and I tried to go. I'm trying to get mad. Come on, come on, let me get mad. It just, you can't do it. You can try as hard as you want to, but it ain't going to happen. <laughs> because you've got the glory of God. Oh, and the glory of God brings the joy of God. Oh, doesn't it? Because we start seeing things happen. Man, we start seeing people get set free. That little boy up here, I'm telling you right now, his mom and daddy's going to show up. <laughs> Do you know why? Because he got into the glory and he took it home. They're liable to be here tomorrow night. And I'm going to fall apart. I'm going to tell you. I already know. Y'all see me disappear sometimes. I'll go out the back and stuff like that. And I have to. I was sitting over here, man. I got to shaking. I was like, oh my gosh, man. It's been so long since I've done this. This is totally different than Monday night. You know, and it is. And thank God it is. You know, but it's, it's, it's just the whole thing. It's like, I'm sitting there like, is, is it nervous? No, I'm not nervous. It's been a long time since I've done this, but no, it wasn't. Man, it was, it was God. It's like it was boiling up inside me ready to get out. You know, it was this important thing about being in God's glory. God really wanted to paint this picture. He wanted to paint it for this church. And it takes every single one of us being on fire. And then this county will change, I'm telling you. Your family, the people in your family that you've been praying for, and listen... That, that's the thing. The glory of God comes by, and oh my gosh, His glory fills the temple. It's, it doesn't have to be veiled any longer. It can pour out from within us. But there's some area in our lives that God's got to take care of. Revival usually starts with just a handful of people. And it's a handful of people that's gotten into the glory of God. And then everybody wonders what's going on, what's happening, and somebody else comes to it and it hits them. They're like, I don't even know what just happened. I, don't, I can't even explain it. And, you know, they're trying to figure it out and they're talking, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I do, it's the glory. It is the glory, it's the holy fire of God. It's getting out of His presence and into His glory. Man, I don't want to just warm up by a fire. I'm not worried about the chill bumps and the little bit of excitement no more. I want the full-fledged glory of God. Amen. Ugh. Josh, if you wouldn't care, come play something. I know I'm going to cut this a little bit short today. I'm not all about time and stuff. like. I don't even know what time it is, to be honest with you. I'm just being truthful. And that's, that's it. It's just like... God really has something He wants to get out. And I, I mean, I know I got something from this. You know, I was, I've been getting something from it the past two or three days. And I'm going to keep getting something from it because I'm not going to let this go. I'm going to hold on to it for dear life. 
Because that's the thing about refining. It's a process. I mean, it, it, it starts with one thing, but God, He just slowly works everything out. I'm telling you. <laughs> people being set free from addictions. People being healed. We've got, we've got everybody in here that's experienced all kinds of stuff. Miraculous healings. Deliverances that happen like that. Things that happen like CJ over here. Saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit within a matter of days. Sometimes it takes people years to get to that. Thanks for watching today's broadcast. If you were encouraged today or made a decision for Christ, let us know by visiting our website. God prepares those He calls. It's something changes in me. Oh my goodness. And then, and then I start getting in all this stuff about His presence and the glory and being campfire Christians. And I'm, I'm realizing, listen, this is where we're making a mistake. We come to seek His presence, but we don't come to seek His glory. We pray for revival. His presence is not going to bring revival, but His glory will. <laughs>